Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Happy Wednesday to you guys. How's it going out there? Welcome to the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Thank you for listening. Things are pretty good here in old St. Louis. Um, not uh, a ton to report. Yesterday was my full day without Marion, and it was awesome. I got so much done. I got a lot of responses from people who um, care for things, um, both animals and people, and in their day to day lives. And uh, they felt seen by me saying that I see them <laughs> and that uh, I, I think about them. And some even said, like, I can't even come to your show because you're coming down the street from me, but I can't even get away because and I get it. You know, I get it. And thank you for doing that and caring for another person and get you outside of yourself. But so much about being able to care for other people is caring for yourself and that it is good to be selfless. But if you ne- neglect yourself enough, 
you're going to have uh, a lot of anger and um, it's going to be it's going to affect the people that you are caring for. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people just do everything for other people like we'll do anything just to get anyone to like it's not even people I guess it's people pleasing but it's just like are just too um I can do that for you I'll do that for you like it's just it's too much um uh, the the word no is great um and to have boundaries but I didn't know what those were until a, a while ago and I'm still figuring out what they are um like, you know, I'm reading that book, Men Prefer Bitches, and, or I, I was, I, you know, I read a third of it, and now I'm like, done, let's be honest, that's all I do, is read a third of books and feel like I know everything, um, but I've just uh, stopped reaching out to any people that I'm actually interested in, like, no more, like, no, no more, like, Oh, I'm bored. Let me just text this person. Oh, I'm um, I'm thinking about them. Oh, wait, I waited until I actually had a good reason to text them because I saw this thing that like reminded me of him. I mean, like, you know, all the somersaults we go through to like justify why we need to reach out. I mean, one of my favorite stories ever is when my best friend went on a date with a guy and he it the, the date ended like kiss on the cheek, like, oh, let's do this again sometime. Like, we can argue that maybe that's a way you end a date that there could be a future there. But if a guy's saying that, and if I'm saying that, it's not likely we're going to go out again. I, I, I think at the end of a first date, if I say, I never say that because I don't lie now. But at the end of the date, if I'm not into a guy and he's like, let's do this again sometime. Ah, I might just give in and go, yeah, that'd be nice. You know what? I'm going to be honest. Like I might lie because it's not a lie because maybe I would, but that's not a good indication of like, it's kind of like saying like, yeah, I would if like all my other options like die and there's like some kind of, if things in my life take a turn, you know, um, and it's not doesn't say anything about that person. They're lovely. Isn't it funny that we can reject people ourselves and totally understand the notion of you're great, just not for me. Yet when someone says that to you, it doesn't fucking make sense. And you go, OK, I'm great. Well, then it must be like, I don't even want to know what it is most of the time. Usually it's that I'm just don't remind you of your mother enough. Um, that's just the way it is. And I'm, I'm sorry if that, uh, you know, triggers you or makes you uncomfortable. Um, or maybe I do remind you of your mom too much. I mean, it can be a, it can be either or, but generally it's that you need a woman who's going to kind of recreate that dynamic you had as a child. And, uh, and I'm, I'm not the one for you. Or it's like, you know, they'll say something like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in a relationship. Uh, a lot of times I feel like I get men to open up to me in a way that they've never opened up before. And not because I'm like, I really want to talk about your childhood trauma, but because you guys know me, I, I just bring it, I get Uber drivers to tell me about when they're molested. Like it just kind of pours out of people. And I, I just created, uh, I, I think I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm magical because believe me, this has backfired so many ways. But there's something about the atmosphere I set with some people that they 
are very comfortable saying things that they've never said before. Because I ask in a way that is non-judgmental, I think. Because I am non-judgmental. And maybe they just sense that. Anyway, I get guys to admit trauma and stuff they've never talked about before. And maybe they've never even admitted to themselves. And then they freak out because the... You know, it's almost like the drunk thing we were te- talking about. When a guy will tell me things when he's drunk and touch me in ways and be affectionate with me in ways, and then the next day, like, can't replicate that because it only came out when they're drunk, even though when they're drunk, they say, This is how I truly feel. It's like, okay, well, then I need to keep you drunk all the time if I'm going to get what I want in this relationship. That's not going to be really sustainable. In a similar way, when guys get vulnerable, it's almost like they're drunk. Like they get it, you know, when you go into a therapy session and the mood is set for you to really open up and be relaxed and and feel comfortable enough to divulge things, it's a kind of drunk state. It's a state that you, when you step out of the therapist doors, you're kind of like, whoa, back to the world where I'm not thinking about my parents constantly or whatever. Um, And I feel like I said that, I think that guys get out of, deep conversations with me sometimes and they go, Oh my God, that was so humiliating. And they don't want to see me again because they know I know. I mean, I know in one circumstance that this is what happened. Also, he just wasn't attracted to me probably. And I was too clingy, all the other things too. I mean, I think that was a factor of it, but uh, you know, there, I have many suitors right now and it feels great because I'm casting a wide net. There's, there's lots of guys that I could text to get, the validation that I seek from men to feel like, oh, there's someone that would be out there for me and that I could cultivate a relationship with more interested in others than than some than others. Um, And I'm really applying this whole new rule of like not reaching out. And so the other day I was tempted to you know, send something because I saw a thing that was like, oh, well, this I've got to send this picture or whatever it was to this guy and I just was like no is this urgent does this need to be sent no like what do you want from this text what do you what's the best reply you could get are you going to get that most likely not I've literally have never been able to predict what a guy is going to text me back so I'm probably not right about this one if I'm guessing the one the, the perfect text back so it'll probably be something less good which is only going to make my mood sour Why don't I just put down the phone for five minutes and see if I remember to do it in five minutes? Guess what? Didn't remember to do it in five minutes. And within two hours, he had texted me, this guy that I hadn't heard from. Um, And and I was in the middle of something. I was playing guitar. And so my phone was on uh, midnight mode. Great move. You know, just putting your phone on midnight mode, you're busy. And, um, And then I wrote back when I felt like it. And then I, this, I got, I'm not even going to go into it, but I'm just, we, we went back and forth and, um, it's not like I got stood up, but I kind of feel like I got stood up. Like there was a like, Hey, let's do this. Like I like to when I'm communicating with someone who doesn't live in my same city, trying to get to know each other, phone calls, uh, FaceTimes texting uh, each other like you know where you're both able to text back and forth a lot and you're not in the middle of something you need to like create those spaces so that you can get to know each other and um i i guess i made the mistake of requesting um a hangout and no response and it's just like kuh. but also not kuh because i i am not owed anything and i honestly i don't it's it's so funny as soon as that thing diminishes something else pops up 
because it's there's something freeing about not reaching out to these people and letting them only come to you because when you don't when you don't reach out you kind of forget about them and you realize they're not that great and that they don't like you that much or they don't like you enough to you know to be the the thing that you imagine they're going to be someday and it's like that that's disappointing because you got to like fucking start over and it's so hard to be attracted to someone and i'm just so excited if i'm ever even like someone i put all my eggs in that basket and it's like it's just it i just get disappointed it's like why can't you just i the new taylor swift lyric from the song renegade is so good she's like she goes is it insensitive of me to say get your shit together so i can love you and it's just so good and she goes is it really your anxiety that stops you from giving me everything or do you just not want to and that's it you know like these guys can say like i'm closed off or i'm just not ready for a relationship and i can make excuses like i'm not like their mom enough they haven't worked on themselves enough why don't you go to therapy catch up to me let's come on you can get there and the thing is they just don't they don't really like me that's okay too you know and um it's so funny because i talked to like a friend of mine who I'm, I was talking about some guy and he goes, Nikki, I don't even get, you could have anyone you want. You literally could have anyone you want. And I was like, isn't that so funny that someone so close to me thinks that and it just couldn't be further from the truth. It's so nice that someone thinks of me that way. And a lot of people do. The truth is you can't, you can't have everyone you want. And especially someone who goes after things that are, Truly, everyone says there's no way you're going to be famous, a famous comedian. There's no way you're going to be on TV someday. There's no way, you know, I've gone against the odds for my career and I always want things that seem and I got lucky. Let's be honest. Like I just worked hard enough and got lucky that I'm I got this thing that most people that they pursue, they don't get. And um, maybe I'm going to be unlucky in relationships because I've been so blessed in other ways. And that is okay. And I'm fine with that because guess what? My life is fucking awesome. It's so good, you guys. I didn't even get into what I did last night, but you know old Glaze Dog uh, has a, 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 a new uh, F buddy. And um, not effing because I saved that for marriage, but everything else, I, I'm, I'm quite pleased. Guess who wasn't thinking about a guy not texting back last night um, when she, she was having her sexual needs met? <laughs> this girl. It's, it's so funny to... My new approach to relationships, which is like, get the sex filled, get the sex filled, take care of the sex part of your life, stop relying on a relationship to get you there, and then see what relationship happens on top of that. And guess what? When when I'm getting when I'm getting um, affection during a, a little sex romp, I'm not really requiring much else after that. So maybe that's all I need. I don't know. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll talk to Andrew about it. Andrew, get in here. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. 
I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C, quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Hey there, Andrew. What's up? Hi. How's it going? How'd you sleep last night? <laughs> Terrible. Really? I drank caffeine too late like a mm. fucking idiot. Yeah, because you were playing a little golf with a new friend. and you, Is that why you drank caffeine? Because you want to stay up with him? Yeah. Golf? Yeah, I wanted to impress him. Well, I took the uh, Pilates class, which I've never done before. You took that in the morning? No, that was at 5 o'clock. 5 oh, and then you went and played golf. Yeah. But you took caffeine before the Pilates. Yeah. Got it. And I don't know if caffeine's good for Pilates because it's a... Cause, Caffeine you want to like move around and Pilates is all about these like long holding movements. It was very difficult. I was shaking. I look like an idiot. My hips hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, I avoid um, doing any exercise where it involves like my hips or like things that I'd be weak at. Mm. You ever like avoid things you're weak at? Speak. Yeah. Only. <laughs> I don't do anything I'm bad at or that I wouldn't be the best at or like or that like, you know, I can't um, immediately go. I'm t- I'm all, if I'm doing something terrible, it's like dancing with the stars. Like I'm going to be the worst or I'm going to be the best. You know because what I mean? If you're the worst, you have an excuse. Yeah, I'm the worst. I've never done this before. It's, you know, I yeah, there's a there's definitely. A, yeah, there's an excuse. Yeah. And so. You know, so Pilates or like yoga, something like that for a guy who has... What made you do that? Because you go to this HIT class every... HIT class, high intensity interval training class every day. And now you've added a new one because it's closer because it's right downstairs. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, that helps. Yeah, you're not driving to fucking Chesterfield (laughs) to take a class where a guy yells at you with three other people. And then he lets you film afterwards, so you, and, and he gives you a free class a month, so because you, you post one thing on your Instagram story, we know what the deal is. Hey, shh. <laughs> what are you doing over here? I don't even know if you paid for anything in that class yet. I think you probably bought. He let you grab a couple Celsiuses from his fridge. How dare you? On the way you? out. How dare you keep away my secrets? So, anyway, so yeah, so uh, so you went to this class. Yeah, but you know what? Like I've done Pilates before. Have you ever tried Pilates? Yes. A lot of it's core. And uh, I've been so hurt from like lifting and stuff. And I just, I, I want to be functional. Mm-hmm. I'm 41 mm-hmm. and I want my golf swing to be as good as I can. So you heard somewhere that Pilates was good for golf. Sure. Okay. There we go. That's yeah. all I needed. That is all I needed. What? That's did, what, I what, what? Yes. Well, I think it's a simple answer. Ah. You watched a TikTok where you saw Pilates was a no, beneficial. I didn't. I didn't. I would agree with you, but I, I I assumed it was good for golf. It is. It's core. My arms aren't going to be too tight. When right. you lift weights, you never see a golfer look like a meathead. Like, mm. Yeah. I, well, you were talking to my friend last night about golf and... Uh, you were talking about how you I mean you're very like top heavy, like you have a lot of muscle on top. You're like a um, p- piece of pizza. 
yeah, you're like yeah. a slice of pizza. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, maybe don't skip leg day. So maybe just match up. Maybe <laughs> How be, dare you Maybe again. be a type of St. Louis pizza, the square beyond compare that is even all around. <laughs> that comes with two toothpicks on the bottom. No, but you can really hit the ball hard uh, because... You have a lot of muscles, but you wouldn't be able to like, sometimes guys are so muscly, like you're almost getting to that point where it's like, you can't like, you're not being able to move as much because your muscles keep you from like, can you hug yourself like this? How far can you get around yourself when you hug yourself like this? See, you can't get as much. Look at me. I'm like in the middle of my back. Yeah. I mean, that's. I can really love myself. And you are just like, when guys are getting. John John Cena can only like hug his wrists. (laughs) Or I'm just trying to pick someone. Like, The Rock probably literally can't touch his own body because his arms don't bend because the muscles stop. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, golfers. It's deeply uncomfortable. Golfers, it's all about flexibility. It's all about being able to move. Do you want to be a pro golfer? Is this the new drive? Because I, I support it. You know, I'm trying to be a musician it seems just as idiotic and you are good i want to be it's funny so i met i i, I met a friend you met a, a couple days ago at the range yes he was hitting the ball 340 yards i go i gotta meet this guy guys are very simple if you see a guy hit a long ball off the driving range you go hey man that guy's uh more masculine he's alpha i need to be around them mm-hmm. um Oh, make me better. I don't mind being around better people to make me better. Right. Uh, and so I just, you know, started a conversation. He started talking about how he has demons and that gets in the way of his golf swing. Mm. And I was like, I have demons, but I can't You're swing like, can a I golf get some one. of your demons? <laughs> can they like hitch a ride on my yeah. shoulder so I can swing like that? It also helps that he's 6'4". Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he's everything I want to be. Are and, you guys uh, like, is this, yeah, you tried to like set me up with, it's so funny because Andrew, tr- the first night he met this guy, he tries, he goes, I found a guy for you. <laughs> Just met a guy at the driving range. He's 6'4", da-da-da-da-da. That's I, nice of me, though, to think of you. Yeah, until the next night you're telling my friend about him and you go... Yeah, but he's just a guy with a lot of demons and just like he's going through this horrible break. It's like, why are you giving me this 6'4"? Demon guy? Yeah, this guy that, I mean, you know I love a guy with a lot of issues. (laughs) Yeah! But, uh, you know, someone who's still hung up on an ex and is is going through stuff like that. This sounds like a perfect guy for you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I want them to still be with the girl. And then... I'm sure he can get back together with her for you. I, uh, it was, you know, look, I thought it could just be fun for you. I'm sure he's, you know, got, I was thinking long cock for you. You know, Mm -hmm. he could be fun. He could be a fun little, nothing serious. I don't need anything. I'm already having fun. Okay. I, I need a real relationship. The fun is being had. That's great. Yeah. And do you feel fulfilled in that ass? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, you seem to have a little bit of a spunk to you inside your asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I've used that line before. Oh, really? I go, God look at it. you. You've got spunk in your hair. Honey, you need oh, to yeah. watch. Yeah. My bad. My beak. Look it up. Fashion no, eggs. No, fashion eggs. Um <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that wasn't a fashion. Not egg. at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, but it's funny when you get an adult friend. Like, when's the last time you made a friend outside of stand up, outside of your friend circle? Like, you're oh, at the nail salon and you're like, hey, this lady has I, nice nails. The other day when I was at Starbucks, I met Melanie and Brittany. Shout out, oh, girls. Yeah. The other day I ran into um, Melanie on the street again 
and she goes i go hey and i wanted to stop and talk and she was well on her way to something and um she goes i'm listening to you right now and she held up the podcast and i go well i guess we're hanging out in your mind <laughs> i'm like I, where are you in my real life no I, I had to go but it was really sweet yeah i mean i i know what you're saying i was trying to think of the female equivalent of a nice swing where you're like oh i want to be around about this guy. that too in the shower today. and it really is I really was you know what for me it's a woman that <laughs> doesn't care that it is radiating confidence and doesn't maybe seem to have is is very nice radiates confidence and isn't weirded out by or, or does something bold that i like it but when's a lot so what's an example like how do you know that i mean you hit a th- ball 340 you know this guy's put time in he's you know he likes sport i don't know yeah you, you see it right away it's like very obvious yeah but he's I not mean, necessarily confident I, I mean, it takes me, it takes a little bit longer because women don't often like show that kind of boldness and um, funniness. Uh, like we're not really as outspoken. There's not like a, a a boldness range where we can go and just, you know. Well, maybe if you went to like an open mic for guitar and you saw some badass girl yeah. like kill it, mm-hmm. maybe you'd want to become friendly with her to get some of her mojo. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not closed off to girlfriends by any means. Like I... I I have one of the best collections of girlfriends and I mean I'm literally going to Mexico at the end of the month with Noah Robin who I met in the Cayman Islands and became best friends with who doesn't know anyone except you Kirsten my best friend since fourth grade uh Taylor my best friend since seventh grade um Saralina my friend from uh New York and Carlisle from LA like it's just an eclectic group of people that I've picked up along the way and you just know when when I know I know like I have um love at first sight with best friends I kind of just know you know um, what I was thinking about why here's the thing if you're uh, like a young lady learn to throw a football I really and enough. I know I know you that's why? the initial reaction but a football a girl at a party if you if you could throw a spiral 30 yards you get treated like a fucking queen and it's like a backflip for a guy. Now, I know they're both overrated, but I think that reaction of like, oh, why would I learn to throw? If you could throw a football at a party or at a beach and you're a girl, you're going to get laid 1000%. Okay. How about this? Learn to throw a football if you're a girl and you want to throw a football. <laughs> you know, like if that's a thing that sounds like a fun thing for you to do. But you've learned, to, you've learned a skill to attract a man that you necessarily don't love. Name like, one. Uh, putting makeup on. I mean, that's just for I don't TV. know. I, like, I, I got stuck. I, I couldn't yeah, really. It's just not true. Like, stand up. I, no, you, I love I love stand up. No, but the first time you did it. That the, wasn't to do it to get a guy's attention. It was because I wanted yeah, to be good at something. Shit. I don't know. Something. But I, I get what you're saying. Learn a skill to. Because um, you are very like. Entranced by any kind of athletic ability. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that doesn't, if you just want to get laid, I guess, but it doesn't last. Like, I can't, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I can be impressive in other ways. If a guy needs me to throw a cool spiral to be impressive, we're not going to last. Well, doing stand up is a spiral for you. Essentially, like yeah, like, but also the guys that are like, "Whoa, she's so good at stand up." I don't want to fucking even touch. I don't like those guys. Like, <laughs> I like guys point. that are like, "Wow, she's really herself and she's so goofy." Like, I was talking to my friend yesterday about it. Like, all I want is a guy across 
the room when my husband, my ideal husband, is going to be someone that I can like be the weirdest in front of, and he just laughs, yeah, and kind of shakes his head and is like, "It's the best, God, it's the best." Like just as like Nikki is just like, "Oh, that's my wife." Like I want to, that's my wife. As opposed to yes. My, oh, she's so fucking annoying. Like, but I think I can turn to that. Let's talk to our guest about that. We have a great guest today who has a new special out live from the pandemic. It's on Vimeo. You can get it for $2.99. She is a major TV and movie star. She has a new movie out that she is in that you can find on Amazon Prime called The Tomorrow War. It stars Chris Pratt. Uh, again, I mean, it's a crazy cast And uh, Noah watched it last night And she fucking loved it It also stars our guest today The hilarious, the honest, the um, lovely The talented Marilyn Rice Cub, everyone Marilyn, I can just hear you And it's just your name <laughs> There you are, hi I love your background <laughs> What are you laughing about? You know what, give me a second um, Okay you All look- these people are on my ass And I don't, I can't You look so <laughs> Not cute Not today What is this, look? you look adorable I love the haircut You have like a shaggy bang That is a Go good on. bang Was that a new choice? Is that a you know new? Where I got this was Grand Cayman Islands. It's actually growing out. Oh, stop it! That's where you got it. Because listen, yeah, Marilyn, person. Okay, let me. The, I don't want to just say like, oh, it was for a movie because it was. But I'll give you the backstory, which will make it not so lame to say that. No, so, I was doing an independent movie there. We we connected briefly, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited about what you were doing there. Oh my god, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so I sat down in her chair and the. The script was this woman was supposed to be severe and rich and like a murderous matriarch. Mm-hmm. So it had her in like, you know how like guys write the description of women, like she's in a pantsuit with a tight bun. Yes. And I was already like before I even sat down in her chair, I'm like, like, I'm just like, I'm not. But in a nice way, you know, I was going to like, let's have a discussion about my hair. Meanwhile, I'm like, there's no way you're doing a tight bun. That's all they can see is like, yeah, a woman that's not supposed to a a tight, severe bun in a pantsuit is kind of. Yeah. And throws a mean spiral. We were just talking about a pantsuit. First of all, I'm going to be swallowed up and it's the Grand Cayman Islands and she's a rich person. She's not a bank manager. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So like, you had why a don't you go buy me some Gucci and shit? Yeah, if you want me to look rich? Well, there's a budget. Uh, I'm sorry. How rich am I? Go buy me a caftan. You know what? From- if we do, if we do give you this Gucci uh, wardrobe that you want for the character, Marilyn, I'm sorry. We have to um, move you from the Kimpton to uh, the Moritz, which are- is on the other side of the island where everyone from F Boy Island is staying. And we're gonna so- leave the tag on. You're <laughs> yeah. gonna have to return it. And can you not soil these yeah, yeah. in Don't any way? Don't sweat at all. Um, you can go to the bathroom on the beach. It is natural. <laughs> so what did you? Um, so you agreed on this cut, which I mean, looks you look so chic. I love that it's grown out. It's so like, to pad the story yeah. even more, the lady, <laughs> she was like, "I'm not. I, I, I'm not a uh, hair. I'm a. I'm a stylist, sti- not a cutter." Yeah. Maybe she was suffering uh, mentally and she I was might be say a hairdresser. Cutter. I was like, no, she was a hairdresser. Yeah, she's no she wasn't a cutter. Anyway, yeah. 
She may be a cover after after this she, conversation. Yeah. She keeps yeah. it to herself. She's like, "Can we talk about your hair a little bit longer?" Um, but anyway, she was like totally on board. Of course, like you know, ninety-seven percent of hair and makeup people are like awesome. Yes, there's like the three percent that are like the worst. But <laughs> you're so uh, right. That is like legit the number. They're always right? awesome, but once in a while, you're just like, how did this stink bug last in this business? Because I mean, it's such a like intimate, they're like instantly in your space, and so by and large, those people are going to be like the dopest Chill. people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she, I, I, we both kept talking about it, and I was like hyping her up. I was like, just do it. Cut my hair. And she did like even a more severe, you know, the bangs were even Almost like, like an Anna Wintour. Look, yeah. Talk about severe. That woman, I don't know if she's ever smiled. I know. Very it's, rich. Those, those sunglasses are fused to her head. You were in the Grand Cayman. You were in Grand Cayman for like a month or so doing shooting a movie. I was there with FBoy Island. Andrew, my co-host, Andrew Collin, was also there with me. Oh, hey, Andrew. Oh, hi. I started getting... I mean, I've only seen you on Instagram. I'm it's weird seeing me live through a computer. I know. It's it so different. <laughs> we, I only... I People kept tweeting me at me being like, are you here for the same thing Marilyn Rice Cup is? And I was like, she's here? And then I looked and you were staying at the Kimpton, which I stayed at for two weeks after my show wrapped. I just went over so there yeah. to enjoy it. It was so nice. You were doing like a quarantine video every day of like, because you had to quarantine for two weeks, right? Before you guys were allowed out into the yes. open. Wasn't it so great once you were allowed back out? Like now we're kind of living in America like that. Like it's kind of yeah. free maskless. But then it was a real treat. What did you do first when you got out? It was the best. Yeah. I had right before I was let out of the quarantine, I had an extra scare, which made my release even better there was a uh, fire alarm at the kimpton and i was supposed to get my test back like in like a matter of moments or a couple oh my god and and you have to leave and break quarantine for the oh my god and i got boned i called the desk i go i'm about to get out of quarantine should i leave for this fire alarm and she goes yes leave and then (sighs) everybody got a talking to at that hotel because the COVID person called me and she's like um Actually, her voice was shaking because she knew she might because I and then and then I started having a panic attack because I was like, is this bitch going to tell me I got to go two more weeks in quarantine? Like, oh, I started to my legit- God, because some kid pulled the alarm or they're doing some test. <laughs> well, because she was saying I broke it because she's like, did you who did you ride up in the elevator with? I said the other guy that I'm on this f- entire floor. We've both been quarantining. She's like, oh. Okay, well, were you six feet apart? You know, oh my I, God. I don't know. Oh my God. So it was like touch and go. So that last hour or two was really harrowing. I, I, I legit started to panic, even though I could have just been like, I got to go home. Like, there's no way I can stay in here for another two weeks. But for some reason, that was like the little trigger that I started to lose it a little bit. And I was actually texting with Bob Saget. Yeah, like, who was also coordinating. And he's like, just, it's okay. And I'm like, I really, I'm just doing breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. I actually started filming TikToks to take my mind off of it. Yeah. Because I was like, I got to get out of here. And the, the rest of the quarantine was like lovely, perfect. Anyway, it was like build up, build up, build up. Everybody at the front desk knew. Um, by the time I came down and uh, 
I went straight to a dinner that had already been going on with everybody in the film for like, you know, it was like their third hour of the dinner. Yeah. And everybody, you know, of course, it's that moment of maskless. So I walked in and every and there was this big like, you got out. And yes. Like, hugging, hugging was, like, oh, was God, so weird. People. And I'm. It was uh, amazing. It was. I'm so glad you got out. And that uh, to have that happen in the last like hour. I mean, it's so wild because I saw your view from your hotel room and you're looking out on this resort. You're looking out on the ocean every day. You're like, oh, there's my boat. And you're like zooming in on and you're like, there's my boyfriend. It would be like this like hot guy walking by. And we had the same kind of thing where it was there was caution tape in front of our ocean view like you can't there's just this tempting outside and after a while though i almost didn't want to leave like yes and i think a lot of people are dealing with that right now of the world opening up and you just don't you're not ready to go back to social things and there's just some fear that you can't even put your finger on of like what it is but there's so much the thing that you used to hate of staying inside all the time is now become this like comforting thing and i even in Grand Cayman, when it's like, when we get out, I get to go and be amongst all these new people and meet new people, which is, you know, stressful in and of itself. But go out on the beach, I like didn't want to. Andrew, you, when we got out, you went to the gym, you went all these things. And I was like, I'm just going to go up and take a nap in my room. Like, I needed to really ease into it. But then once you were at, once I'm at, I was out, that's why I tell people, just force yourself to go out. Yeah. And you'll realize what it's you missed. Or you'll like realize what you didn't days. miss. It's like two days and then you're good. Yes. You build it up. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? How am I going to talk to someone? Yeah. You're a human. You could get back on the bike. Like, we're not... We didn't forget that much. You know what I mean? Do like, you it's think not that like, experience, though, is, like, the, the kernel of, like, agoraphobia, which mm-hmm. I'm sort of thankful that I know what that feels like, because it's like, oh, okay. Because I really... All of our habits over the past year and a half, it's like, I don't need the world anymore i can just yes well you also had covid as an excuse to stay in like covid was kind of a great excuse to not do anything like you be oh no i'd love to do that but i got this amazing my parents recently were telling me that some people couldn't come to a function that they were throwing because they were scared of covid and i go are they unvaccinated and they were like and this was before the delta variant and all these new things popping up that people can use as excuses to stay inside and not socialize again people are still using i'm scared of covid instead of saying because my parents go oh these people are going because they're scared of covid (laughs) and i go honestly they have social anxiety which to my parents they don't understand what social anxiety is like that is just not to be nervous about talking to people when i would go to the grocery store with my dad as a kid and he'd be like hey there's so-and-so's parents go say and i'd be like no i don't want to see them he'd be like i don't understand why oh you gosh. wouldn't want to I, see someone you know and talk to someone you know and I go I don't understand it either so they have no concept of it and so I told them I go the people that tell you they're scared of COVID that are vaccinated aren't scared of COVID they literally are scared of going <laughs> to a party and my dad goes that's a, they're not scared of a party and I go yes dad there's a thing called social anxiety and everyone has it and so many people had it way before the pandemic and now it's even worse and so I just would like people to be honest about it and instead of making a lie up of like i'm scared of getting covid just say i have social anxiety like teach people i hate you You your breath smells not even i hate you i'm scared you're like annoying to talk to i'm scared of social interactions (laughs) i mean if someone sucks just be like i can't make it and get those people out of your life but sometimes people i want to hang out with i'm just like i don't because i'm just scared of 
keeping yeah. the conversation going. I don't even know what I'm. I can't even put my finger on it. Uh, Mary Lynn, your special I've watched half of it is so funny and so different. It's on Vimeo now. It's it's called oh, Live from the Pandemic, watching. right? Even a little bit of it. Oh I my god, no, I, I I can't wait to watch the rest. It's called Live from the Pandemic, right? Yes. Yes, and it's it, it's filmed in your garage, I believe. Correct. Alone <laughs> with a, uh, and it's just you doing stand up for about an hour about your life uh, before pandemic. And now kind of like we ease into what your life was during pandemic. I, right now, I'm just into the material about um, your divorce and your relationships, with, which I'm fascinated by. And it's, uh, it's, it's, I want to get into it all in a little bit. And you're dating now too, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Trying. Are you on are there you are you on that apps? was a bit of a disaster. I was on Raya for a minute. I never got any clicks, any action. Yeah, no, it's 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 nearly impossible. These actors talked me into going on Bumble and she actually I say these actors because this it was like you know when you meet people and they're they like love life and they're like, get out like those type of people mm-hmm. that are a little bit foreign to me, but I love being around them. Like this woman I just worked with and the Grand Cayman Islands, she was like, here's how you take a photo. And she's stunning. But she and she so she knows how to do all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she, she got your profile life. set up. Yeah. Like push she, your she tits together set. or something. Right. <laughs> no. Oh, 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 oh. It's not all oh. about the tip. <laughs> <laughs> push that full no she's just like smile yeah oh oh, oh, smile look at the camera which you would think i know how to do but i mean don't just take it like this do you want to date (laughs) (laughs) swipe Swipe. if you dare uncomfortable scowl Um, i'm scared of other people so you have social anxiety but i get going from raya to bumble because you're like okay raya is the celebrity one or it's like the you know the the elite one but you get no fucking matches on there because you're up against literal escorts uh, why would a guy want a relationship with someone who is a real person when they can have sex with someone who literally is a fucking model who yeah. who and, I mean it's just like you just look at your competition and you go okay this there's no re- I shouldn't be getting mas- ma- matches this makes sense for the kind of guys I'm seeing on here of course they don't want someone like me so then you go to Bumble and there's too much riffraff there, there, you start getting sent people in your, like for St. Louis Bumble is re- L.A. Bumble's pro- probably all right, but St. Louis Bumble you get about I'm five, like five shortness guys. of breath just even thinking about it. I think I need to Ugh. force myself to do it. Yes, because that's the people that have done it. Just go on a bunch of first dates. That's like I'm from a time and a place where <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I was not. Well, your husband you met because he just came up and, and gave you his number or asked for your number like yeah. he approached you so it wasn't yeah. like a so you you often meet men who are you're not having to like seek it out you kind of wait for people to come to you it was always through friends of friends social circle some comedians yeah. back in the day but i was always awkward i oh like my game was like no game yes so i'd be like 
don't know, like I would just, I think I would listen to people and I kind of was like an easy mark for them, you know? And then how do you prefer to, would, cause I have a, I don't like dating apps because I hate the pretense of we're meeting to see if we're going to have sex or maybe get married. I hate that in the air. Uh, I want to just start as friends. So I changed my Raya profile to just looking for friends. Cause really that's all I am. And then I will take it from friends to more because I don't like that horny energy from men of like, this this might be I might have my dick in you later like I know they're always thinking that but I really hate and I hate the disappointing men too and not being into them and I feel resentful that they even think they can prior to meeting with them and so I just taken that off the table I that's why I hate dating apps well that's interesting because I have the equal but opposite I talked to one guy on Raya on the phone which was totally oh. reasonable. I have never done that again. My stuff in my special is about weird in-person things that I've done. <laughs> very, very few, only like two or three things. But anyway, I talked to this one guy. He was in Silicon Valley. He talked so much that I was like, Ugh. like at first I was like, you're too smart for me. And then I was like, you just are too communicative. Like I mm. want a little, like go away from me, stop talking. And uh, and then he started saying how he met a lot of women. He's like, and I've met a lot of friends on here. And I was just like, ugh, I don't oh. want to be a friend of yours. I don't want to just like have this long conversation for, for nothing. But like, yeah, I'm I get to that see too. If I can get along. Like I have things. I have issues. I need someone that I can like vibe with. I don't want you to like. You're so communicative and you're so willing to be a friend and like you're cool with women. Like uh, I gotta yes, take it slow, you know? I ate that too. Okay, that would like, really have t- a few issues for me. And I, so be like a real guy and like go away. Do that thing where you don't want to speak to me. I know, but that's the most frustrating thing. Like, it's like we don't want someone to be totally there and we don't want someone to be. And I also and I don't want someone to be not like it's it really is impossible that anyone ends up with anyone. I just don't get when people are in relationships. I go, how the fuck did you both fall into a place where you both liked each other the same amount and agreed? The one boyfriend I've had in my life, I still go. How did that happen? That someone I liked liked me back in the same way. It just is so fucking rare. I mean, I just love that you're on the phone with the guy. And he's like, he talked too much. Like, <laughs> like know. be a strong, silent type on the phone. <laughs> like the whole point of the phone. I, is I'm to guessing talk. this yeah. guy didn't really ask much about yeah, you. He, he was like, yeah. uh, was it like that or was he interested in you? It was. A, I think he. Well, first of all, he said I was funny. Oh, which, God, no. I, well, it's better than tell me a joke. It's better than the up and down when I when I admit I do comedy and they're like, you yeah okay yeah, okay, and I'm okay like, i get it yes world of humor that's not like deaf comedy jam, oh my okay? god yes different types so of he was already thought you were funny just upon meeting you it so made sense i was to like him. i like that yeah i was like okay we we can skip a couple steps at yeah. least you're not like what yeah because people and, know you as like a, a and people often know you as like a, a sometimes you know most famously for your role as chloe on 24 like a dramatic actress and so when they find out you're like this really hilarious stand-up that has a totally different vibe on stage and and can is capable of being is one of the funniest people ever uh they're they're a little surprised Uh, it's thrown off you you have you contain multitudes but for someone to see that because i often get the same thing of like i i just don't people are 
you know, strangers are often like, you're a comedian, like that kind of thing where it's like, I'm not constantly funny. And so when a guy, not only am I, but I'm Nikki Glaser. Okay. But when I get what you're saying, thank you. When a guy, when a guy just knows I'm funny and I don't have to tell him what I've done or like, he just thinks the, the way I'm, he already knows I'm funny based on not like my roasts or something because the roasts are like this pageant I put on. They're not like how I talk in real life. If they've that 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 does make me happy, but it's it, I don't know the funny thing I get worried because it can be friend zoning because guys really like comedy. So when they're like oh, you're really funny, okay. it can be like you're, I've had I've had guys on Raya be like you're the goat, and I'm like okay, no one wants to fuck a goat. Like I know it means greatest <laughs> of all time, but like guys don't they say that about Tom Brady and they don't. Well, a lot of them want to fuck Tom Brady. Also, like, you don't want to think of a goat like it's just an ugly. It's animal. just not a it's sexual not a, thing. Yeah, it's not a sexual animal. Some guys are fans, but I'm sure you've had that too, where they're like fans of you and. You're like, but I want to be sexualized. I don't want you to like want to know about how I got into this role or whatever. Right. Let me ask you this. Do you think you can date somebody who's not an artist type or in the business? Um, yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, there's so want. many funny guys and like charming guys. Like I want um, like somebody with kind of a s- more straight type of job yeah yeah absolutely but I, I tend to like people who are more free and like creative yeah. and artistic but yeah I mean I'm all over the fucking place I was attracted to a guy a couple months ago where I go if you would have sh- Marilyn if you would have showed me his picture on tinder and been like or like been like I want to set you up with this guy I would have been like do you hate me like I would have been like I don't uh, this isn't someone I would ever date this doesn't they're too old for me they're all these things and and um but I was so attracted to him. Still am. It, it didn't make sense to me that I was this attracted. Okay, to wait. I need more information. It you threw me off. So down for me. Was it like the in person you were attracted? Yes, or you immediately. Saw his first? And I was even confused when I saw him. I was like, wait, why am I feeling a sexual desire for this person that objectively, like, or whatever that word, like, I just would never have. I would have never been. A, I never thought. But I, I mean, my body was like, oh, like. I, I, I couldn't place it I was like do I want to make out with this person and then I saw them in like a different light and I was like oh yeah I do like I I like was so happy because this person was the hottest thing I've ever seen and on paper I would have never really I would have swiped left I really would have and I, I hate to say how that how did you meet him in person I you mean, know just uh, in just in, in 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 the real life yeah just like in, in in a situation where we were you know had to talk to each other and I was like whoa there's okay. a vibe here and um and it's just to say now I really understand when women are attra- like I could be attracted to women I love that uh, Ferris wheel like you know when women are like fall in love with like a go- London bridge yeah like when women marry a bridge I'm like I this guy was so outside of what I thought I was attracted to and I've never been hornier for anything else in my life so I could be attracted to anyone so now when when Andrew will show me a guy and I'm like now I used to go no ew no but now I go I'm not attracted to him but let me let me meet him in person because that's how I'm gonna know because I it, it there's it, all bets are off now well, I was watching your special and you were talking about when your husband left, his toothbrush was gone and he was so quiet. So you were you were married to a quiet man, it sounds like. Right? So wouldn't you well, want someone a little bit more talkative? He's loud little, in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> by yelling. He's loud in different ways. That bit was so funny. 
I mean, we got to get to the news. Can we zip through the news? Oh, uh, yeah. We'll zip through the news. We okay. have to zip through a couple of news stories. Here, here it comes. Here's the news. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, I hope you're having a great time out there. We are. We're having all the swells. Hope you are as well. Uh, <laughs> this is big news here. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you're ready for this. The world's tallest horse, Big Jake, what? dies at 20. <laughs> On a Wisconsin farm after he grew to six foot ten. Oh my god, that is a big pounds. horse. We love big things. Um, okay, well R.I.P. Jake. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say about a big old horse. I feel like Noah picked out this story because she likes horses. Do you have any do you have any thoughts on Jake Marilyn? Like uh, a big old horse dying? Twenty years seems like a long time for a horse to live. I think it's sweet. Yeah. I do, looking at this picture reminds me of like Ripley's Believe It or Not when you see the tallest man and you yes. just assume like this horse is world weary. He lived a long, large life, you know? Yep. Yeah. I, I feel like he's a nice guy. It would be interesting if you're a farmer. probably hurt people by accident, you know? Yes. Crush him. Uh, yes. Yeah. Tall, tall men do that as well. Well, you know, if you own this horse, right? You're a farmer and you have the biggest horse on earth and yeah. you're like, you just want to keep it. Between you and the horse, like, do you feel what like do you, you mean? Is this a sexual relationship? <laughs> no, no, Hold you're on. not fucking the horse. You're but not you fuck- have a tall horse, and you're like, I just want to keep this tall horse. Yeah, I don't want everyone <laughs> like to he come has to magical my- powers. No, you don't want to let the rest right. of the world know. Yeah, like I just don't want to deal with like, oh, now I gotta have. Now I have to have a come. sign on the fucking freeway yes, that says the tallest horse <laughs> coming up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot of stress for a horse to be constantly having photos taken of it, being interviewed for Guinness Book of World Records. That's your whole life now. It's this horse, and people are asking questions. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to beat a dead tall horse, so let's move to the next story. All right. World's second largest horse uh, is still alive. <laughs> Sandy. Who's six foot Sandy the eight. <laughs> well, now there's a new world's tallest horse. Let's find out who oh, it is. Who is it? Oh, my God. It's probably Big Steve. It's another tall horse to replace the old horse. Yep. Just another one. God. Maybe Big Jake had kids. You never know. Probably with a little woman, mm. though. Uh, who knows? Okay, here are some money mistakes people make in relationships. Money mistakes that people make in relationships. Number I mean, w- oh yeah. I mean, number one, not talking about finances soon enough. When do you talk about it? First date. That's ridiculous. Splitting the bill. I mean, it's that's money, mm, or yeah. like not splitting the bill, or like, are you going to cover this? Who's going to pay? Um, uh, but we're talking about like credit scores, debt, estate wishes, oh, yeah. goals, dreams. I mean, nothing drives you up more than numbers, right? I know, but before you get married, I'm guessing you have to have that talk, Marilyn. <laughs> You've been married. You've been married. Did you have this talk early enough? I mean, I'm sure this is just bringing up a lot of stuff. Oh, oh. You, you had. Uh, I, what I loved about your special, Marilyn, was that you talked about, and I'm about um, how people assume because of your success, you must be just like swimming in dough like scrooge mcduck diving into all these coins that you made off of your uh five seasons on uh 24 as like a beloved character but by the way you were brought on as a character that was just like going to be a supporting role and then became the the lead role with Kiefer sutherland through because she was so she took that role and made it so her own like love that show i I know that you that's all you sometimes feel like that's all you ever hear about yourself but that is truly an incredible feat to make something that wasn't intended to be that uh, because you brought so much to it so i just like i'm just in awe of you mind it's a huge part of my life you know it's just i 
I I don't. I'm embracing it now. That's the new me. Yes, new you me. should because that was. Because you know what's a bad attitude. You know what's a bad look to be like. I want to talk about something else. I, I, I mean, it was such a major part of my life, and it is hard. It, it has been hard to go back to comedy, but but I love it. It was a, it was a, it was a great part of my life. And you know, when I first started on that show, people they were really annoyed by my character. They didn't mm. like my character, so it was really fun unexpected builds so they it was just like who's this annoying late woman she's always rubbing people the wrong way right anyone they, knew they go what's this new i don't i don't know who this is yeah. and then and then i stuck a couple out, episodes like, and they are like let's keep her around it's so funny well, they what happened was they wrote me helping jack bauer so that gave me the extra push where people were like oh now we love her and it also oh. inadvertently created this dimension to my character where it's like Oh, she's loyal and she's this. She we didn't think she was all that. And then I became all that. And now we're best friends. And a bag of chips. Yes. Okay. I get I I get it. And but it's but I just I it's just so interesting to me when when the general public goes, Who is this? Yeah. Who, I don't even know who this is. Like I get that a lot of like, who is even Nikki Glazer? And it's like, you you had to learn who Tom Hanks was. At some point, you didn't know who Tom Hanks was. Yet, people, the general public always goes, I don't even know who that is. Why is she doing uh, that? Yeah. I, it's like, you have to meet new people. You have to be introduced oh, to people. Interesting. But like, yeah, you're always I like, like when I, I don't get, even like, know who this is. One <laughs> like, person that's super pumped about seeing me, and then the person right next to them is like, why should I know you? And yes. Like, oh, I, happens to me I, all the time being next they, to this one. All the time. They're like, oh, you're there too. I think it happened at the beginning of this interview. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, having fun. Uh, no, wait. So, so I have a question. We we were talking about, remember Kiefer Sutherland, how like he's a bad boy and like you get convinced that these actors are like these tough guys oh, yeah. that can light a match with their face, you know, whatever, like, you know. <laughs> Would you have moments with like him like in a trailer where he's like eating like, you know, Pringles. like Cheez-Its and you're just like, this is the guy that's like so cool and saves the world. Was it? Do you ever like, I don't do know. Do you ever see be- actors shift from like being the coolest thing ever <laughs> to being like, can someone get me my phone? Is, is, it, is it plugged in? There's no charge on it. I'm like so- just being like pussies right away. Because yeah. actors are kind of pussies by nature. Yeah. I mean, they're Daily. sensitive babies. Yeah. Was, was that weird though seeing like <laughs> the guy that was like the man of the world like just tell just... us tell us things yeah yeah what did Keith well you do? had a what line in your special you know what he would do he would play chess offset <laughs> oh tough chess and he would have a cheeseburger at 9am that's kind of badass actually that's pretty that's badass that's actually fits yeah, that's with Jack badass. Bauer's character <laughs> now but you did say something in your special where you were like talking about when you would sit at your computer as Chloe and you would be typing positive affirmations to yourself instead of like whatever code you were supposed to be writing, which I, I just love that. And and you were even saying like, you know, like Kiefer's just like really into character right now. It's not about you. He's just an intense guy. Like you, you know, there there were probably moments where you're like, is he mad at me? And you're like, no, he's just like in he's he's having to do a scene where his daughter's dying or whatever, you know, like maybe that's it and not making it about you. But I'm sure there's 
I'm sure there's times. Yeah, like I that. mean, two things about that is like one, <laughs> he is very scary. He can be very scary. And, you know, yeah. he also is like a big star since he was little. So yes. like, it's weird because he's approachable, but he's not approachable. And then my personality, I'm like, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to like, I just want to be here and get by. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to do the wrong thing. I'm just going to like keep my distance and hope to keep my job. And I think that's what helped me uh, stay on it for a long time. But wait but a second. Also- Did it? Because sometimes you see actresses that are so demanding and so like such divas or actors and they work all the time and you go if i acted like that i would never get a fucking job ever again and these people sometimes aren't even that talented and you go would i be better off if i just was was not trying to stay out of the way and not trying to be nice more demands we gotta start making some demands but you're like that you're just a nice you're a nice person i can see that you are just like happy to have the job like let me just do a good job but there's some people that go into things and are like you're lucky to have me and I'm going to do it. And I it just have that air of shittiness. And I'm sad for them because they must be a really sad person to act that way. But there's something about it that I go, why does that work? Why do these people keep getting work? And I'm sure you've seen it. I don't know. I want to turn over a new leaf and be like that. I'm starting to let you my can't. Inner- like, I mean, lucky you, to have me. You, but, but you better start eating a veggie burger at 8 a.m. You could, <laughs> like a badass. You could be. The, I mean, I do feel like you are in this special from you. It does have an air of like, I know who I am and I know what I'm capable of. And it's very confident. I mean, you're doing stand up in your garage. That takes confidence with no audience. Yeah. That takes a, a level of confidence and like, I know who I am and this is despite the the optics of it or like despite the the details of it of no audience alone in my garage uh it's hilarious and honest and um so i think you're there like i think that's but without the the bitchiness of it so i think you do have that confidence did you find that uh later in life like because i i just relate to you a lot based on the small conversations we've had of of just uh, do you have the imposter syndrome i'm guessing of like I, I'm not good enough. I've only gotten things because I'm lucky or I've been in the right place at the right time. I'm nice to certain people. So they just like give me things. I'm not really that talented. Do you have that? And is has that shed away for, for you at all? Uh, honestly, as you're saying that, I think I have that thing. I keep it under wraps. But if I'm being honest, I think what's propelled me forward is that, forward is that there's a part of me that, well, I think I was just desperate for attention and like validation. And I only liked acting and stuff like that but uh i was gonna say that i have that what's that psychological thing where you're like you think you're the best and then you think you're a piece of shit yeah you're the that biggest piece of shit at the center of the universe yeah so i think it's been um (laughs) crawling my way to a middle place of that and then my exterior i act like so nice you know to get people to like me but it's sort of coming to terms with like my inner rage my inner confidence and and stand-up has really helped me a lot with that because you know i used to be so reactive on stage first of all i did only like alt rooms right which was great because i was getting like acting stuff so i was in la through the 90s all so it was that wasn't until years later going on the road or even just like you know the main room at the improv even i i would be so reactive you know like my nature i'm like oh what'd you do today and and it's like this learning curve of like no they don't 
they're on your time. Like you steer the ship. You don't mm. like genu- you don't genuinely let people take the reins. You uh-huh. have to be. So that's part of like what I keep coming back to stand up for is to like become more and more emphatic about where I'm coming from and to discover that and being on stage with a microphone and being like, I deserve to be here and I don't need to include they're here to see me. I don't need to include them for them to like me. Yes. And that I have enough I mean, to say I was on my like, own. React, like reactive to a fault. Like, know? would you yeah, get I did that too? Would you be reactive out. in a in a playful way, like relying on them to kind of steer the show, or was it reactive, like you're you would get heckled and you would lose it and kind of go off on them in a way, and then it would completely derail everything. Like, what what do I you think mean by for that? The second. And oh then I wow. Also, I don't do this much anymore, but I typically would if it it would derail it. And I would become like quieter and and more dry, and which is the opposite. When when, yeah. when stuff's going down, you just go like call it out and, mm-hmm. and and work through it until you get to the next thing. But I also I'm saying in life, I think I was I'm like I have been like way too reactive. Not that it's like fine. I'm not like yeah. Um, I want I there's there's so much to explore here, but I do want to say that I watched a um, just for laughs set that you did. That was like a TV taping set. And she walks out. I did that same show. It was not an easy show. I don't remember. Uh, I, I I don't. I don't know if you had the same oh. kind of audience, but for me, that oh, was that the one where you the green room was like in the basement. It was like yeah, and oh. you. Uh, I, I'm not. Sh- I don't remember exactly where the green room was, but it was at Just for Laughs, and it was a TV taping. It's a really nice looking set and everything, and you did crowd work right out of the gate. And I remember that crowd, and I remember every comedian being like, "That crowd sucked." And by the way, this crowd was not good for you initially like you you know right out of the gate you're hilarious and i'm like as a comedian i can just know when a crowd sucks and it's not the comedian whereas youtube comments just based on what i've seen of mine don't understand when a crowd sucks and i'm good or like anything you know like it's so much of the crowd but you went into the crowd you asked a girl in the front row what's your name and her name was lynn and you go Oh my god! Like you're so excited. I go. What if her? I'm listening to this day. I go. What if her name wasn't Lynn? What was Mary Lynn gonna do? And then Mary Lynn goes. Do you ever think of adding Mary to the front of it? Like <laughs> it was so funny. But I go. What if her name was Gail? What would you have said? Like that to me is so ballsy that you could do Mary and Lynn. Yeah, <laughs> it's so ballsy that you could go, you could start a set like that. Yeah. But I think that um, there's some, there's there's something there that I just don't understand of relying on the audience and wanting to go out to them and be reactive because I want, I want to know exactly what I'm gonna do, and I don't talk, I don't talk to the crowd at all, Marilyn. I blur my eyes so I can't even see them. I literally have never mm. once gone to the crowd without them heckling me first. Because I'm so scared of not being able to be funny and in control. Yeah, I want to be in control. So it's just, it's such a a different approach. But we're both trying. We're both trying to get the same thing. I think, which is for people to like us. I mean, I see the way that you like. I I recently saw you at Supernova, and you're very inclusive of the audience. Hmm. You know, even though I, I. I get what you're saying, but I see that as like, you just have stuff that you want to say. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't have time. And you are feminine, you know, you don't, you, you do allow for them. You know, when you're connecting with them and you don't have to like, 
I just am cool so scared they're going to say Gail and not Lynn. What if they say, really? what if on that thing, she wouldn't have said, like, you always feel like, okay, I can get out. Like, no matter what her name is, I'll be funny. Like, you, do you have outs for, like, crowd work where it's like. Oh, my gosh. That's like my dream, right? To write down, like, six outs. I'm yeah, always you, like, that's a project. I'm going to. I know that you're going to get to later today. It's always on the to-do list of, like, yeah. But I, I don't know. It was just, to me, that was incredibly ballsy but you have a type of ballsiness that i just don't have in terms of like you you being able to book things so much and be such a great actress and be able to go in auditions and stuff and and clearly nail those because of how successful you've been is a talent that i just cannot uh seem to that it's just not within it i, I look at you like a superhero in that way of being able to I, do that I, I think i see where you're going with that because what i hear you saying is like I led with my vulnerability and not much else. And I see you, see, I idolize you because of you are honed in on your voice and you know you know who you are and what you have to say. Huh. And that's what you lead with and you do it on your terms. Whereas I'm like, oh, let me let me throw all my stuff out there, like my entire heart, and then you just go like, no. Right. I want to be more like you. And uh, like I well, after watching your special, I'm like, I want to take more pauses. I want to feel out like what I'm actually feeling in that moment, because I think you're like genuinely being honest with your feelings in that moment of like you're not trying to make an uh, uh, you're not making a face to get their reaction to be uh, like mm. like a, uh, an awkward face or like a oh, like sometimes you'll just do a face where you're just like oh, oh. like it's just it's real <laughs> it's a real reaction and you're not scared to leave them w- with um just a, a moment like a silent I can't stand silence and it's just and it's not mm. because I'm like I have so much to say it's because I'm fucking terrified that someone will yell out you're ugly and we don't like you like that's my biggest or like you suck like yeah. I don't want any opportunity for that and I just feel like it's so vulnerable be, to be able to take your time but also let's not discount the fact that you have incredible jokes and there are so many uh, moments in the just the 30 minutes of your special I watched that I was just like oh my god this is so honest and real and you know even <laughs> when I watched that just for laughs set though and you're talking about your marriage I go this bitch is getting divorced pretty soon here like I can, I can, I can always predict when the comedian's getting and, and obviously I had um, you know I knew you were divorced by the time I had watched it so I go but the, the, I do have a spidey sense when a comedian is on stage and their relationship will be over because this bit is too real and too good and too uh, mm. representative of a fractured thing in a relationship that they can't maybe address in their own relationship that they're taking to stage and that it it has given them such a release to talk about on stage and the excitement behind it and the like the depth that they've uncovered with this this joke is like they're just such a great joke that that's that's how they're dealing with this and it's definitely not being talked about in the relationship and i'm guessing this person that they're talking about doesn't even care enough to watch their stuff anymore so that's why they're getting away with it which is another example of a someone who might be checked out in a relationship is that they don't even care about the person's <laughs> art yeah. so when i watch someone do a bit and it's really like about their relationship in an honest way which i love because we all need to hear that you talking about your marriage in that bit, I'm sure so many women and men relate and they've never been able to articulate that kind of loneliness or anger. And that's important to have. So I, I'm grateful for that, but I, I do think it's a, it's a, and I've even had those bits before where I go, 
if he sees this, it will be over. Or if if this if I really address what's at the heart of this joke, I have to admit to myself that this is dead in the water. It's such a what's that's the rub, right? Because that those are the juiciest areas that you want to get into. Yes. That are going to like come back and bite you in the ass. I know. And that's where you have to realize, do I respect my relationship more than no building this joke? And if you do, you find the balls to address it in your relationship, I think. But sometimes it's just like, this ain't going to get fixed. I need to bring it to stage and work it out. It's just the songwriters do it, but we do it in such a literal way that it's hard to make it nuanced enough that the person that it, it's just, it's all there. And I've done it before too, but I just love that bit. And I love seeing it also in your special. Why didn't you talk to me before I got married? Um, I did it. We weren't friends then. And now I can't wait to talk to you about dating though. Uh, Oh my God. Like. Because yeah, you've been out of the game a while, so it's we just get it's to, not why a good do I place. Care? We got to get to the last part of our news segment. Why do I care? This is the celebrity news segment. Why do I care? Why do I care? All right, big news here. Oh what? Uh, Dolly Parton. Okay. Doesn't wear sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Even during me. the pandemic. Okay. She says, "I don't wear sweatpants. I have my own little house clothes, like a little dress type teddy, a long teddy." I call them my baby clothes because they're soft like a baby, but I don't wear sweat clothes. All right. How do we feel about always feeling like even it's it seems like she does it for her. Like if Yeah, she's, it sounds like she's comfortable. I was gonna say, is this bitch always gonna be wearing boostiers and garter belts? And it's like, no, she's just wearing it she feels more comfortable in like a loose teddy. I think honestly I would too, rather than sweatpants. How do you feel about sweatpants? Do you rock them up would you rock them in public? A loose teddy. A loose. I mean, I've never. I don't even know what a teddy is. I, I wear t- garter belts to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Talk to me about it's it. It's a little I mean, nighty to the DMV. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, sh- I should be more like Dolly in the sense of like being more feminine in my day to day life. People should be more like Dolly, you know. Yeah. I don't want to see someone with their shoes off on the airplane. I don't want to see. Mm. I okay, wish. Noted. I wish she could lead everybody into the. Dressing better. Do have I you, do it? Absolutely not. Have you dressed differently since you started being single again? Like trying to be more feminine, put it out there. Like I'm a lady with skin. Talk to me. No, with Same. a little with a loose teddy out there. I'm scared because I'm going in the opposite direction. Mm. I'm like, don't need it, don't want it, don't want to put myself out there. Yeah, I'm wearing. You know, it's borderline what I'm starting to wear out to the store. Right. My son, who could care less about clothes, like this dude only wears sweats and baseball shorts. We're at Target. He, I, I'm actually wearing them because I was wearing the same exact <laughs> purple leggings every day. <laughs> yeah. We're at Target and he goes, hey, mom, why don't you get these? <gasps> like totally out of the blue. And so I bought these and now I wear these every day. Oh, those are cool. Oh no, oh, girl! Very good those are awesome. Uh, those are at Target. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. watch. Marilyn is like humping the air in front of us. She's wearing these amazing Pom-pom. tights. They're those so are cute, cool right? as shit, dude. I'm literally getting those. Very tropical. They, first of all, they're eye catching, so they're peacocking. A guy, at, if a guy at Starbucks 
is interested in you, he has a reason to talk to you because he'll be like, great leggings. Because it's like a, it's a conversation piece. <gasps> so it's actually a smart I think move. this is in my special. I appreciate, thank you so much for doing your research on me. I don't know if you'll get to the end of it, but like there's a part where a guy picks me up at the laundromat <laughs> and I, it was a hundred degrees and I, I had no makeup, but I was wearing these and he picked me up. Yeah, I was wearing these. Of course, I mean. <laughs> Wait, how did he pick you up? Let what did me just he do at a these laundry pants mat? For our audio listeners, uh, which is all we have right now, um, they are like uh, they have like a pink green. There's like a pink green pattern to them. <laughs> They're uh, really like trendy. It's like uh, ferns, like you know, like almost. Oh my god, you are so flexible, Mary Lynn. <laughs> They're just amazing pants that have just have some kind of like fern, like leafy design on them, and I'm definitely going to be wearing them. You'll see them on my Instagram soon. Um, okay, so this guy in the laundromat picks you up. You're yeah, wearing those. You happen? look sweaty and gross, and no makeup, and you're at the no, laundromat like, too. I got it. It must be this. Ass, what did he say? I mean, your ass does at- look great in those. What did he say to you? How did he pick you up? Can you believe he goes? He's like hi, and I said hi, and then he pulled around again, and he's he just started saying. You know, people don't usually say hi. People aren't usually nice. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you caught me in a good mood. And Cute. Then he said he just came from the grocery store. This was his flex. He goes, did you know you can get your DMV tags from a machine at the grocery store? <laughs> and I was like, good to know. On. And his car was big and it was clean and he was clean. And... And then as he's talking to me, I'm like, like, is this really happening? Yeah. And then at one point he said, can you pull your mask down so I can see your face? Cute. Is that cute? That's cute, right? I like that. Okay, wait, what what happened with this guy? And then what happened? I went to have tea with him that night. Okay. And then he was the guy that said, tell me a joke. (sighs) And then we were just like missing there was no like banter yeah and i was like stewing because then he wouldn't let the joke thing go and he's like i'm sorry i offended you i go it it is not offensive at at all i said that's just not how it works that's not how you build a rapport with somebody and then he wouldn't let it go were you wearing the purple leggings or still had those on yeah i probably put on i probably put on my teddy my (laughs) oh yeah your dmv uh uh kiosk at trader joe's uh 90 i think he thought he was going to like boost me up you know like go ahead you can do it and i'm like this is a nightmare so he saw me it's weird because i have to figure out i want to be like a lady i want to be taken care of but it's also like I don't need to be taken care I know. of. I know. You want to stand up for yourself and be like, you know, that's just not like, we just don't answer that question. That the, Tell me a joke. We get asked it a lot. It's kind of like a cliche thing. Like you, I always handle it like this. I go, oh, I'm not, I'm obviously not going to do that. That's like, honestly, like a comedian's worst nightmare. And it happens a lot. I totally understand. I would have asked me too if I didn't know, but just so you know, like that's not that's how it works. Cute. And then if they I like that, but I'm sure you did some version of that. But the fact that they go like, I'm really sorry. Then they keep going back to it. It's like, no, it's fine. Like, if he wouldn't drop it and um and it's not a great sign though that that's what because you know what someone who doesn't know tell me a joke to comedians is not the right thing to say is probably not like consuming the same kind of entertainment you are like you guys don't have a lot in common if he doesn't know how to talk to a comedian 
And that, or, I mean, that wasn't the only thing, but he, it's almost like he was missing the mark on stuff we had in common, but then he was going full speed ahead with like, let me show you pictures of my kids. And no. I go to wine country and we could go on trips together and I'm ready to commit. And I was like, okay, so it could, I could just be any person, uh, you know, that wears palms from. Yes. That's and it. When a guy gets yeah. too like over the top and was like, I, I, you should come it's to Cancun. You, anymore. you should go yeah. to this thing. You go, I haven't proven myself to you enough for you to invite me to these things. You don't even know me. And now I'm offended because I could be anyone. And that's yes. it. That's it. It's like these things that guys do to make you feel special. And like you go, you haven't asked anything about me really to get to know me. Maybe you're attracted to me and would like to have sex with me. I understand that. But like you're a reckless person to invite someone to wine country that you just have yes. known for 10 minutes. Well, and yeah. Well, also, does he not have that, a does he not have a washer reckless. and dryer in his own apartment? <laughs> that's a bad sign, isn't it? I think he was driving through there, and I don't know why. Driving through to what about? Do you wonder why I'm at the? I mean, I did, but well, I, I just I, I figured you were having your house <laughs> I didn't want to call you out. Yeah, I thought your house burned down or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why you were wearing. Your estate, your estate had a leak. Uh, yeah, 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 of yeah. Things burning down. Let's get to our segment with Marilyn Rice Cub. Uh, it is called Burning. This segment was uh, first coined after we had Bob Saget on the show, and I decided to keep the same uh, theme music and title. It's called Burning Questions for Bob. Burning Questions for Bob. With Mary Lynn Ricegub. Uh Mary Lynn, this is when we get to ask questions that we think maybe might not you not might not always get asked that we want the truth to. You can always just not say what you okay. want to say, but we think this is a good way for um, people to get to know you in a way they haven't. And um I'd like to have Noah kick us off because Noah saw your movie, The Tomorrow War, last night. She Mm. loved it. She told me it was probably too scary for me. She told me also that the aliens depicted in the film, which are uh, great, she said. This is on Amazon, by the way, The Tomorrow War. She said that the aliens are so cool, but that Andrew might be scared of them because they do resemble a bearded dragon lizard, which Andrew is scared of lizards. Don't love them. Good intel, guys. Yes. So, uh, so Noah, but an awesome movie. Yeah. Tell us first of all. Tell us what you thought about the movie, and and tell us why our listeners should watch the movie, and and who might like this movie, based on uh, you if you it. if you like apocalyptic movies, there's a lot of action, great graphics, great acting. It's about a war in the future, and they come back to the present time to recruit people to fight in the future war. Is that correct? Yes. 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 So there's this military that urgently comes from uh, like 30 years in the future and tells people, hey, there's a war happening in the future. The aliens are winning. We need to draft you to to help us out. And, and then Marilyn's wearing a tight bun. She looks her hair badass. And she's what, what, what is she what is she wearing? What, 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 what are you what's your role in this? I'm a regular lady that gets recruited. <gasps> I think. Oh, cool! I, I initially, I think my character backstory was some kind of scientist, but they ended up like scrapping our backstory. But mm. you just you just see like all these regular people and like middle aged people. Yeah, so I'm just like jeans, sweatshirt. We just get swooped into the future. When did with, you shoot you this? Know, right before the pandemic. Oh my god! So is was that exciting for you though to know that you had this movie coming out and like. I always love the time between when you shoot something and when it airs because you go, I did it. I feel accomplished that I did a job, but I'm also not working right now. But I can, but that hasn't been released. So I'm in this like 
the st- oh, I'm always. I mean, I'm excited that I had it because I had something. But yeah. I'm. I'm always like, I need three more jobs. Like oh. That never, I. I. I tell myself, okay, not that exciting that you have a movie. Like, I don't let myself be excited. Oh man, I, we need to hang out like, more. You already spent that money. We Let's need to go. talk more. You need to watch I, I need to get dryer. you. I, I'm gonna start getting you psyched about how fucking awesome you are because you need to really you need to enjoy your, your yeah you need the washer dryer mama needs mama, mama. needs coins mama well, needs- and i i think you're right in that there's a there's a higher value uh like a, a spiritual for lack of a better word place yeah your spirit needs to be in a place where you're like i did this like yes. slow down because if i stay in the mode of nah, i need i already spent that money but you know <laughs> Uh, that's going to bring me to my question. But no, let's get to your question first, which is based upon, uh, I believe, yes. something, uh, Marilyn's work. Okay, so uh, it's based off the Tomorrow War. Um, since the people, like the military people in the future, come to the present with an urgent message, I was wondering what was the last urgent message you sent? And you don't have to be very specific. That's such a well-formed question. Isn't that good? Wow. That's the last urgent message. Can I tweak this to maybe open it up a little bit, Noah? Do you yes. mind the question? Sure, no, not at all. Um, if you had to give an urgent message to people right now, one message, you know, this is kind of like that one question, like if you could put up a billboard with one statement, what is your urgent message for the world right now? Wow. Guys, Either or. This is, this is heavy. I don't know if I have an urgent message. Okay, what about to yourself? If you were a friend to you and uh, thinking about your day today, what's the urgent message? Like, Marilyn, this is what I need you to know. Your future Get self giving, there. giving you an urgent message. Get out there. Get out there. En- engage with the world. Okay. You only get one chance. Mm-hmm. Stop hiding. What does that mean? Okay, so are you going to listen to that? Are these all on one message or is this? These are all on one message. Andrew, I don't have the message. I wish I did. No, meaning like when you're texting this, is it is it all in one paragraph? Oh, right. Coming in. Here's the blanket statement. It would be don't panic. Don't panic. Got it. Don't panic. Ooh, I like that. Okay, that's the urgent message. We're getting there. I like that the urgent message has, (laughs) it's it's almost, uh, it goes against itself because the urgency is don't panic. Like you never get an urgent message that goes don't panic. Yeah, the world's gonna blow up. Chill out. Her urgent message is that this isn't urgent and there's nothing to worry about. (laughs) Never mind. Really, the, the question doesn't exist anymore, I think. We've... Uh, great question. Um, great answer that actually negated the question itself. Loved it. My question, may I pose it? Of course. Bitch, what did you spend your money on? I want to know, when you said in your special, you go, I spent the money. I want to know, uh, looking back on what you spent, you don't just say ex- exactly, what is one purchase that you deeply regret? Oh, great question. In your past, and it can be at any time, honestly. But what's a purchase that you go, that was dumb? Because I've got some recently, and I I just want to feel less stupid about my own dumb spending. I I think I did everything wrong just because it's not like I thought, oh, I'm always going to be on TV. But I did think it's only going to grow from here, which is so not true. It was like I should have saved every scrap. So I... Two things that are the same thing. One, I bought property to rent out 
in New Orleans right before Hurricane Katrina with the urging of a woman who was like, you're going to make money off these properties and they're historical and they're going to be rentals. Oh, and it so was, annoying because oh, that's God. smart. What you did was like, it, it is. smart in the grand scheme and, of and investing. Oh, but those and I also bought a huge house, but I don't regret it because I'm kind of glad I had the experience of what it feels like to have that huge house. Now I don't need to have that anymore, but it was um, in Woodland Hills, California. Mm-hmm. And it was a 6,000 square foot house with oh a saltwater pool, God. a back house, a tennis court. Oh, my God. A, a, you know, a wine thing, a bread warmer. Like now, did you? It was so fun. So, it, it was so that doesn't like, sound like a it regret. It was just like money, like money, right? And you look back and you go, "That wasn't worth it." Because the way you talk about it, I saw your face light up in a way that was like, maybe, maybe you did enjoy that enough. It, that was, it was worth fun. it. What year did it you buy fun. this house? Two thousand. Uh, let's see. My son was born in two thousand and eight, so it must have been two thousand five. So during the peak of real estate. Oh, I bought it at the height. Yeah, yeah. And then it trashed. And I had to close on it to get out of it. Yeah. My financial people were like, you need to not pay your bills in order to get the bank to pay attention to this to, so that it will go in a That happened wow. to me. Same thing happened to me. I had to short sell a condo, which wasn't that expensive. That's how much of a loser I was. That's but, a weird feeling, yeah. though, when you're just like, I'm not paying my bills on purpose. So it, that they, wait, explain yeah. that to me. Don't pay your bills so that they are distracted by that. It, it needs to default. No, it needs to default Oh, in order for it to move into because you know i was being advised you can't afford this it's not the also it's inflated so there's no way for you to recoup this money oh my god so in order to get it so that the bank will you know do the short sale or whatever can i just rent less than it's worth i made eighteen hundred dollars to short sell yeah you should you should rent this like i did have the lady who sold it to me she goes let's stage it and you can rent it but Mm -hmm. my gut i was like no one's going to rent this for the thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? It was a, yeah. like a huge house for that. And I was like, I don't, I'm not willing to take that risk, which yes. thank God I didn't because I would have to have like a certain amount of money. And I, I have not had that money since I was on that show. Oh my so. God. Well, um, thank you for sharing that because thank you it's, for asking. it's true to like, you just think when you're having a windfall of shows and things seem to be just great and you have so much money. Like I'm in that right now where it's like I've never had this much and things only seem to be looking up and, you know, but I could be canceled tomorrow and it could all go away or I could, you know, ha- it, things happen where yes. it can go away. It can always go away. And I do save and I plan outside of yourself. And I do have people that look at my money that aren't me that go, OK, this is OK for you to do. This isn't. But. I don't I don't know why I trust them. I trust them because I don't trust myself and they're they seem nice, but I don't know what I'm doing. I can't stop buying Taylor Swift collectible merchandise. Or like collectibles. I like that for you. I, I was can't just stop. thinking as you were talking, you're probably in a sweet spot in your life where you are doing the right things and you should have a little fun buying every single Taylor Swift thing that you want to buy at all times. Yeah, here's the thing. If you bought Taylor Swift's old house... I am, I am. Don't worry about it. If you bought her old house, I'd be worried. You know what I mean? Like, at least... 
eventually yeah. <laughs> that we share together because we're in a romantic relationship i'm and probably gay for her someone sells it to you like this is taylor swift's house and you're like well she was here one night well she looked she drove past i mean honestly Mary, like 90 million dollars i got a guitar that was i got a, i bought a <laughs> guitar on ebay that was signed by her right could so you I, feel her vibes when you got it no because she didn't sign the guitar she never touched the guitar the guitar has a uh <laughs> sticker it has a sticker on it of her signature that no. she signed. Nikki she signed already owns the same sticker. I own the same signature with the, on the same CD case that I got for free. So I have, I have, I have about five or six Taylor Swift signatures that people, fans have given to me because she does a lot of stuff, signs a lot of stuff. So this is just stuck to a guitar. The guitar is beautiful; it's a pink guitar. But she, I wanted a guitar that she had held and like signed and, and didn't even play, but just like held. Um, so. It's just a sticker, but I have a new bit. So I have so many Taylor Swift autographs, and I implore my friends to give me more because they're really available for cheap. And if you ever want to give me a good gift, I I I got a Roomba this weekend, and my the joke I was gonna do was I was gonna put one, a, of, the one, of, the, one of the signatures on the Roomba to be like I got a new Taylor Swift signed Roomba yes. because you can just put these things yes. on anything. Um, but I don't care. And now I'm going to be a little bit more discerning of my eBay purchases. Uh, and now it's a, and now it's funny to me. Now someone goes, Oh my God, Taylor Swift signed that guitar. And I'll go, hold on a second. No, she didn't. I just didn't read the fine print in this eBay thing. The beauty of it though, is that you learned that lesson for three grand. Like you could learn that lesson with a 6,000 square foot house with me. I bought like an $80,000 car. Like, you could learn it by spending a lot more money. So just take that in. I, I can afford yes. this mistake. And it yes. wasn't a mistake because it's now hilarious. The story of a sticker being on a guitar I spent $3,000 for, it, then the guitar itself is probably worth two. Hundred, um, <laughs> at most. But her house, did you even play tennis ever? Yeah, did you play tennis? Did you go in the saltwater? Yeah, I started taking tennis lessons. <laughs> okay, I never had mind. Other people, yeah, yeah. I had other people play out there. We had a really fun party that was like, a bracket and everybody was interacting. Oh, that's fine. Oh, so it's all worth it. That yeah, was yeah, worth yeah, yeah, yeah. the two million <laughs> loss. I, I'm just guessing. That's right. Moving into final thought on the show, we got to close things up. Andrew, will you um, will you pose your final burning question for Bob I'm, for Marilyn? Bob, Marilyn, uh, Lynn, Mary. Uh, I think Gail. Gail, don't you wish your name was Mary Lynn? Yeah, there you go. That is a good save. Okay, that that that's why you're. That's why. And then you, you go cover. through yeah. every single person in the audience. Be like, "What's your name?" Until you finally get Until a, Mary, you find or a Lynn. Mary Lynn. <laughs> They're like, "All right, well, all right." No, uh, get out. Yeah, <laughs> that's my time. Thank you. Um, <laughs> new face. Uh, so, um, I was thinking that you did this alien movie. Do you believe in aliens? Mm. Ooh. Because it's a hot topic I, right now. And it is a hot topic. I, I did some press and it's hilarious. Everybody was tying in like, well, good timing because we just found out aliens are real. I was like, I hope that the real aliens are a lot nicer than the ones in this movie <laughs> that are monsters. Yeah, does this um, make you more afraid of aliens? And, and do you believe in them? Okay, I am kind of like the general public. The fact that that's come out, I'm just like, mm. but <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, this is embarrassing, but I probably believe in like angels more than I believe in in aliens. Um, talk to me about it. that. Do you? 
I, I recently have ad- <laughs> I have recently adopted angels into my life as well. Not angels, but like you know, just I have recently believe in God or whatever that version is for me, like a higher you power. Do? Yeah, it's really helped me. Thank you. I found God during the pandemic, and it's it's honestly is true. It's true. I started praying. Oh my God, I have to come and back on the podcast. She saw a picture this. of God, and she we never thought to, she'd love him. We but. just need to talk. Yeah, like uh, yeah, I swiped right on God, and I never thought I would. But it's true. I was I was raised atheist. I was raised to think anyone who believes in God or is spiritual or talks about angels watching over you is just an idiot, is not intelligent enough to know that that's all fake and that we were, you know, it's 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 just it's science. We're all here because of science, not because of some higher power. And I don't even know what it looks like for me. But the idea of angels, I would have rolled my eyes a year ago when you said that. I would have kind of moved on to something else. But I do want to know what you mean by that and um, how, how you, you interact with those yeah. are and, and uh, what, yeah, what does that mean to you? I don't really, but uh, oh, okay. I, had a, I had a friend who I, I had a friend that I worked with a lot. You were like, was I was in the movie a, Angels in the Outfield, and that movie actually. <laughs> no, she would, did personal organizing, but she said her spirits would talk to her and tell her what you needed to get rid of to be like more spiritually in tune. And her angels would talk to her, and I would be like, "Tell me more." Yeah, and I definitely like to you know, tap into like a more positive energy. And I think it's cool to personify that energy. And also I did a show for atheists at Flappers in the YooHoo room. And I thought this is going to be the best show ever because they're really smart and they're discerning. And mm-hmm. you know what? They were a bunch of a-holes, those yeah. atheists. It was they the are. worst audience. I-, I love that you and- say that. Yeah. And I love anything that's like um, the afterlife or people connecting with this this energy of love that like scoops them up. Like I'm all for that. Like I believe in like groups of people that are together with that energy that can like move things and shift things. I agree. And I just believe that attraction that I was talking about that you can't see on a phone screen of someone showing you a picture of someone that, that palpable, like honestly it's energy. Cause it, you can't, there's no way to like, you can't physically see it. The attraction I feel to some people, either friends wise or like just want this person closer to me, you can't, there's no, there's nothing it is other than something that you can't describe. So there has to be like a soul and energy. And I also, I look, I just know that I don't know. And I think not knowing is God. Like being like, I, there are oftentimes for me that I, now that I have a God or whatever I call it, which is truly, I literally don't even know. I'm not trying to be like um, obtuse. I don't even know what that means for me. But before I went on Bill Maher, which is a thing I was very nervous about. Oh, yeah, how did that go? It was it was really good because I, I'm in the wings at the Bill Maher show, one of the most, you know, uh, outspoken atheist uh, anti-religion guys ever I'm back in the wings I'm about to go on I'm the first segment he's in the monologue and I remembered like oh my god I forgot to like invite God with me on this like I, I that's my new thing is like when I'm doing something I'm nervous about I'm like I just like touch my heart or like my shoulder and I go I just like kind of look up because wherever it is I, I just go like this. hey will you like just make sure that I'm okay and, and that means, that doesn't mean, will you give me what I want here? Will you make me be funny? Will you make me um, mm-hmm. kill and make him laugh and like me? It's that no matter what happens out there, good or bad, will you make me okay with the outcome? Will you make sure that that's what's supposed to happen? So then when I go out there and I possibly bomb, I can go, God was with me. That was supposed to happen. I invited him in. He's only there. He, she, it is only there to make 
to make sure my life is the best possible. Like even when my dog Marion almost died last weekend, I was like, I asked God, I go, I didn't ask for God to save Marion. I didn't ask God to make Marion be okay. I asked for God to make what's supposed to happen happen. The thing that is going to lead to the most good make that happen. And if Marion would have died, I would have truly been at peace with like that's what's supposed to happen. Oh, if is that makes this any your sense. thing that you're saying about uh, there's no free will anymore? Kind um yeah, well there is no free will, but that's kind of it too. It's like what's supposed to happen is going to happen and um I do though think that you can control outcomes by inviting that in and you can actually change the way you will behave. Un, unintentionally subconsciously by just kind of inviting that thing in and not doing everything alone we do i do everything yeah. alone so just even if it's complete bullshit and it's not real me thinking i'm going out into bill maher and that there's some spirit watching over me making sure that everything's okay gives me a sense of confidence and relaxation that actually makes me do the best job possible so that's my answer to your burning question for Mary Lynn. <laughs> I think that's the So stuff. you do believe in aliens. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think we both believe in aliens and their angels. Are we all of us here right now? I um, just think an alien. Why don't you go to New York City? Like, why are you going to the Midwest? Like, why don't you go somewhere where you could be seen? And No, they don't want to be seen. That's the thing. I don't know. I and feel they like might they be among probably, us. You can't even finish that thought. Like, no, they're like narcs. You? You're like, don't they want to see the Statue of Liberty and uh, see a Carnegie Hall? <laughs> don't they want to go to the Met? I'm just saying. What are they going to? You could to, go uh, anywhere. If I was the thing. Maybe they want to see Joey the tallest horse. We go well, to. Yeah, that They actually. can't anymore. Well, Jake. We got to. Oh, yeah, Jake. Well, Joey's now the tallest. <laughs> How dare you? We got to go. Mary Lynn, I could talk to you all day. I. I really want to stay in touch and I just texted you um, an urgent message from you <laughs> so that you have it to use throughout your day it but uh, panic. but seriously stay in touch with me and let's talk more because uh, we have we have so much in common and I just I loved your special I am going to finish it when I when I say that usually I, I, I sometimes don't get around to it but I really really loved your special you can get it now on Venmo it's it's really cheap just Google Maryland rice gub uh, special but it's called uh, Live During the Pandemic. It's from her garage. It's very honest. It's just, it has a great, like, uh, musical score underneath it. It's just, like, great to listen to while you're do- cleaning up the kitchen or just, like, put it on and, and just laugh. And it's just vulnerable and great. And I, I'm really proud of you for putting it out there because it's it's not easy to do something like that out of your garage and be like, you know what? People deserve to hear me talking in my garage, but but they really do. It's great. It really is great. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you for having me. And I check out that I love you too. And check out the Tomorrow War if you're into those kind of movies because Noah is and she fucking loved it. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm really proud of you. Keep killing it. Thank you for being so honest and thank you for being on the show today, Marilyn. Yeah, it's so thank nice you. meeting you. Yeah, virtually. Uh, we'll yeah. talk soon, guys. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow on the show. Don't be cut and uh, yeah. Bye. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 